0: You are listening to Ideas and Leaders Podcast. I'm Elena Paventa, Executive Communication Coach and TEDx Organizer. With each episode, I'll share with you communication tips and ideas from top business leaders to help you excel in your career. welcome to the next episode of ideas and leaders podcast today i'm speaking with rocky buckley and he helps experts thought leaders and influencers to go platinum by reinventing their brand strategy and business model so today we're going to speak about how to go platinum hi rocky it's great to have you on the show
1: Oh, great to be here, Elena. Thank you so much for having me.
0: So, Rocky, can you tell us how did you get to where you are right now?
1: Uh,
0: how What was your, your business journey?
1: Sure. Well, it was a really long path to get here. Um, I've been in business now a little over 23 years. Um, and it started uh, way back. You know, I had gotten a job inside the publishing industry. And um, after a few years, in publishing, I was working for one of the, one of the largest publishers in the education space. Um, and over a period of years, I started to notice an opportunity arising with the kind of people that I was hiring. So I was hiring, I was working on a lot of textbooks, academic products, things like that. And I was hiring people to do things like, you know, um, copywriting, proofreading, page layout production like digital production sort of stuff to make the books and this was all before really before um, that kind of a business was online very much so it's mostly an offline business Um, in fact you know we would use physical slides there were things that in the classroom for the instructors to use there would be physical slides and transparencies and there's all these kind of kind of products that you know I was learning about and, and that were being used in the classroom and so over a period of time, you know, I started to notice the people that I was hiring to create these kinds of products uh were doing pretty well. I was paying them a lot more than I was making at my job. And I started to realize, like, like, hey, I could probably do that. You know, I have good connections inside of this company. Uh, some of my friends have gone to work at other companies. And I started to put together two and two and said, I could probably start a business around this and at the same time it was at the beginning of the internet really becoming popular in the late 90s and so i kind of had this concept to start a services business that would um you know be in both publishing and like websites website design website building and so on so that led me on a journey where after a couple of years of working for this company i started out launched out on my own i had self taught myself a lot of software and things so i kind of I became good at design and production work, digital production, and then that eventually led me to start outsourcing to the teams in India that I was working with and so on. So my journey really kind of started there, and really my my desire to get into business was really mostly about lifestyle. I was just about to get married, and my wife and I, you know, to be, were were designing what we wanted our life to look like. And so, our life really, on paper, we wanted it to be where I was home. I could work from home, we could raise our children in a way where I could be a very hands on on father and so and so there there were a lot of those lifestyle considerations, so it was really about being my own boss and you know making more money, being able to work from home, be close to my kids and my wife, and so on and that was really it like i didn't I didn't come from a background where I knew a lot about business. And so it was really, that was the only way I really thought about my business was just from the being my own boss standpoint. And I never thought about the larger picture that, hey, one day, you know, I could build a business that I could sell to somebody. I could have another buyer, there could be a, a cash out at the end, and I could flip my business and turn it into an asset. What I really learned over time, about 10 years in, I started to learn that I had basically created a job for myself. You know, a high paying job, but I was busy all the time and, um, I didn't have the lifestyle that I wanted. You know, I got to be around my kids. We homeschooled our kids and I got to be close to them and be at home all the time, but I was working constantly and I didn't build my business the right way that would allow me to grow and scale. I was integral to my business. You couldn't separate me from my business or there would be no business essentially. So that was kind of eye opening around 10 years in. I had an opportunity to sell my business. Somebody actually wanted to buy my business at one time. And we started looking into it and it became apparent that like there was no real way for that, that company to take me over and easily be able to run my business. I was too central to it. So it made me start to rethink what I was doing. And I, and I realized I had this moment of insight that like my problems that I have with, you know, I don't have any time. I'm not, I'm tapped in terms of how much money I can make. All of these kind of things, they were structural problems. They were basically inherent in the way I built my business and in the business model that I chose, which was essentially me trading time for money. So it led me on a long journey. And, and eventually, I learned to reinvent myself and change my business model completely and and so on. So I know that that's a long story, but that's eventually how over over you know a 23-year period, I kind of eventually got to where I am right now.
0: Yeah, this is a very inspirational story because you're showing that you actually were there at this point where you're trading time for money. And um, do you remember the breakthrough moment where you actually decided that, hey, now I want to to change it. I want to, to sell those maybe high price programs to go to the next level. What, what happened that you made this switch?
1: yeah well i you know i had had a number of a number of a number of instances across time where i started to kind of think about starting another business on the side and that could be those and i flirted with a number of things whether it was trading i wanted to i could do day trading i i played around with uh internet internet marketing affiliate marketing multi level marketing right network marketing i I had dipped my toes in that as well. Like, could I build a side business that would eventually take over? So I definitely played with ideas on the side. But what happened was I was just so busy all the time that, you know, I could make some progress in these other businesses seasonally. But then when I got really busy in my busiest season, I had no time for anything. And so for most of the year, I was just swamped with other work. And it was very hard to ever do anything on the side. So it led me to kind of a soul searching period where I started to get close to a big number age wise. And I started to realize like, I either have to do this now or I'm never going to do it. Right. So I went to the beach on a retreat by myself. This is something that I actually do fairly often, but this was one of, this was an important one. And I went away and I kind of did some soul searching on what is it that I really, really, really am the most passionate about. What could I wake up in the morning and absolutely love doing every day and do that in a way that would enable me to, you know, build a scalable business that could become really big eventually, a business that I could sell? What would, you know, allow me to use all of my talents and my abilities that I wasn't really using? What would allow me to kind of put it all together in a way where I would really love my business and I would just be enthusiastic about it it and it could actually grow and become something significant? So the more that I thought about that and I went deep into it, I kind of unlocked something. And I realized that one of my core drivers, probably the core driver that I have to help other people is for people who are kind of wasting their potential. I started to realize that it crystallized for me that wasted potential is kind of this huge driver for me. I hate seeing it in myself. And I hate seeing it in other people. It kind of, it it makes me angry. It makes me like very, very passionate and enthusiastic, like to, to help people fulfill their highest potential. And I started to kind of get specific about that. And I started to say, okay, how could I strategically take that passion that I have to help the people, high potential people who were sort of stuck? And how do I pair that up with my history where I've been in business all the time? I've been helping all these companies and clients create products and trainings and all of this stuff. How do I put that together? And so that's where it really came together. Could I work with people like myself, experts, thought leaders, influencers, people like that and help them realize the potential that they were sitting on? You know, because a lot of us, you know, we have a maybe a good business and so on, but we're sitting on a lot of unrealized potential. That if we were just to formulate our business a little bit of a in a different way. Maybe we were serving a different kind of client. We were packaging it together differently. We were delivering the, the the service or the solution differently. If we just made some tweaks or changes, we could have a very, very different business and then a very different life, right? So that was kind of when I crystallized that together, it set me on a journey to pursue the path that I eventually did. Now, in you know, real life, it never worked out like a fairy tale, <laughs> you know, the, the real story is it took me years to be able to actually execute that plan because I had a business. It was very hard for me to get out of. And so I kind of had to execute that plan in stages. And so it really took me a period of years to really be able to finally, you know, leave the other business and launch into the new. And, um, and that was, you know, that's made all the difference for me. <laughs> that was really the life changing moment, but it really played out over a period of years.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, this is amazing that uh, I speak with uh, just amazing entrepreneurs on this podcast. And the same thing that keeps on repeating that it took me 10 years to become an overnight success. It took me 15 oh, yeah. years to become an overnight success. And here yeah. uh, you you just confirmed this, that uh, it, it, you cannot just be an overnight success. You actually need uh, need to to work
1: on this. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, the tempting it. thing is that some people are re- very fast successes, but usually, if you look into that, this is one thing I learned in network marketing, multi-level marketing. Yeah. That you know, you would see all these stories of, hey, this person in six months they became this you know super mega diamond director or whatever. But if you look into it, it was kind of like, okay, that person had probably been in those business, those type of businesses six or seven times before. And failed or you know they had this big network that they were sitting on they were in the middle of maybe this large church where there was thousands of people and they were they knew all of these people and right away you know somebody they recruited took off became successful and took them for the ride right so usually when you look into these stories (laughs) of fast success there's always something in it that it's not quite what it appears (laughs) you know
0: Yes, yes, definitely. And I think that it is great that uh, uh, when you have this breakthrough in your business career, that you chose uh, that your ideal client would be something like yourself, right? That uh, uh, yeah. something that you are struggling with, you would help mm-hmm. other people with. So what do you think, where where can we start uh, when we want to work on being more productive, more efficient with our time in our businesses, what are the core areas that you're looking at when you're working with your clients?
1: Well, when it comes to productivity, I'm a really big fan of, of daily habits. Uh, one of the best books I would recommend to everybody is Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's a, it's a fantastic book, but I, and I think that's kind of become the definitive book about habits and yeah, I think that daily habits and rituals and routines are that's where everything eventually comes down to. So if you have a goal of some kind that you that you need to pursue, ultimately it, it you have to break that goal down into daily tasks, habits and routines so that you know specifically that you're doing something and it's measurable, it's definable and and it has an end point, right? That's one of the things I learned you know, way back in my other business, doing a lot of project management, I I, you know, I I managed lots of big projects and so on, you know, multimillion dollar projects. And the project management process, the way that that's kind of the lens that I see this through, is there's got to be deadlines, benchmarks, deliverables, there's got to be people involved that have accountability and so on, right? So like, it all really boils down to these very tangible aspects of getting things done. And so, you know, unless it can be concrete and you can actually put it on paper, put it in a calendar and actually execute it, it's probably not real yet. You haven't defined it well enough yet. So that might be, you know, I want to, you know, lose 30 pounds or something. Well, or if I want to be really fit, well, what does that mean? And then you define it. Well, I want to lose 30 pounds. Okay. Then you put a time frame to it okay, I want to lose 30 pounds in 90 days. Then it becomes mathematical. Then it's like, okay, there's calories and there's all these different things that you can measure and track. And everything has to ultimately look like that, I think, in order to become really productive. So daily rituals, habits, staying in touch with your goals, to me is is very, very critical.
0: Yes, yes, definitely. Those daily rituals are so important. They might be a little bit challenging for. Mm,
1: procrastinators <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: for people Well, sometimes
1: your environment too your environment is challenging I mean yeah. you know I've got three kids that we homeschool and you know we've got a busy life and sometimes it's not easy to get to bed at night when you want to or you know you're attending kids things or you're doing you know life can take you into crazy directions sometimes but you do the best you can with it I think
0: Yes, 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 definitely. Uh, it's. I think that uh, you also need to have a, a great motivation. Uh, I remember myself when, so some, I need to confess something here, <laughs> that uh, uh, if it comes to business, uh, day-to-day tasks, I have them, but I don't do them. <laughs> I am yeah. kind of procrastinator yeah. that does just part of things, and part. Mm-hmm. And I will do this tomorrow. I will do this tomorrow. But when it comes to um, to to run in a marathon, for example, I ran a marathon a couple of years ago, and mm-hmm. I had this in my Excel spreadsheet: how many kilometers I need yeah. to run yeah. every every uh, uh, week, and then I just could not uh, you know say i will do this tomorrow because i knew i knew that if i don't do this yeah. then i will not uh, i will not run it i will not survive And this kept uh, motivating me. I did not do it to 100%. Let's say I did maybe 80% of the plan, but at least I did it and and I survived. So I think that motivation is so important. And do you think that it is possible to have the same motivation in business to actually do the things that you need to do?
1: I do, but I think it requires getting super clear like you did. You You had a defined date that the marathon was going to take place on. Yeah. You knew what your times were every day. You were measuring yourself. You knew how much you were running. You had a plan in place. And as you were going, you were probably seeing improvement. And that improvement was helping you get even more motivated, right? So unless you can get to that point in your business though, where you have a clear goal, and it may be that, okay, in the next quarter, I'm going to be releasing my first course or I'm going to write a book. <laughs> you know, and I'm actually going to get that book done? And what does that look like specifically? So, you know, you have to say t- that goal has to be exciting to you. I'm sure, you know, you, in your mind, the vision of running that marathon, breaking the tape, you know, running across the finish line, you had a very clear vision for what that was going to look like and how it would feel and what it would mean in your life, right? And I think the same kind of principles apply to any goal. They have to be, it has to be really clear it has to be something we emotionally connect with that drives us. We can envision it in our mind. We can attach it to all these different meanings that it will have for us, all these benefits, and we start to stack those up and say, "Wow, what will this mean? You know, into my finances, to my relationships, to, <laughs> the way people look at me now, my reputation will change. Right, all of these the spectrum of new things that will happen as a result. And I think anytime we create a goal, then we start to reverse engineer backwards. What we have to do to get there, but we have to hold that vision in front of us at all times. I'm sure every day when you were running, like you're imagining crossing that line and what that's going to look like right?
0: oh yeah, same I thing. What
1: does it look like <laughs> when I have that book in my hand? <laughs> right What does it look like when I'm releasing my new home study course and I'm hitting the send button to my list to my email list, and I'm seeing the orders coming into my inbox, right, and that money going into my bank account. What does that feel like? <laughs> So yeah, I think it's all the same. It just has to be applied a little bit differently.
0: Yes, yes, totally. We need to create those visions for ourselves. And um um Rocky, you're you're um working with your clients on on um having more successful businesses on on uh, um Going platinum. So, can you tell us a little bit more what this platinum path strategy is all about, and how what is what is yeah. your methodology? How do you work with your sure. clients?
1: Yeah, the platinum path strategy is really what I, what I, it's, it's what I talked about earlier in terms of finding where people are sitting on untapped potential. So, you may have a, a fairly successful business, but you know that there's a whole other level for you. You know, you're not really fulfilling what you could become. You have a lot of talent and ability and so on. You know, there's a lot more money to be made. You could become, you build a big audience and all of this kind of stuff. So the idea is, first of all, strategically figuring out where that potential is. You know, where do you want to go? What's your vision? Not everybody has a vision of becoming an eight-figure or nine-figure business. Some people's vision is, I want to have a a low six-figure Lifestyle business that lets me do whatever I want and I work a few hours a week. That's some people's dream. Other people want to build a big business. So the idea is what is your dream? What's that vision of what you want and what, what potential are you sitting on? Now, for some people, it's a fairly minor shift where it's like, okay, maybe you're a health and fitness coach or consultant and you're working with everybody. And it might just be, okay, if we focus that on people who were affluent and very overweight, right? And they really needed a change fast. There was urgency involved, and they were willing to pay a lot more for a result. Well, you could basically take the same knowledge that you have already, the same expertise, and just laser focus it on one type of new customer or client, and just focus on them and raise your prices significantly and package up what you do in a program of some kind, right? Right. So it's sort of like let's let's do the analysis, let's figure out what assets and resources you're already sitting on, and let's get strategic about those, and let's map out a plan so you know that you could have a business that you're very passionate about, but just like I did when I figured out it was wasted potential, right? It was untapped potential. Who are those people that you're gonna really love serving that you know you can get a great result for, right? And how do we now shift your business model to serve those people? How do we now change your delivery model? Like maybe you're working with people only one-on-one. So you're basically trading time for money. Maybe you're getting paid a good hourly rate, but you're essentially getting, you know, you're you're basically being paid for your time. How could we shift the model so that you can leverage your time and get in front of more people? So that might be creating a course, creating a group coaching program or something like that. How do we shift you into a leverageable one-to-many model? that can save you a lot of time and and give you scale, right? And so how do we strategize? How do we take what you know and turn it into a framework or a system that you can package together that sounds really attractive, that you can brand, right, as a a solution that people easily understand? So there's all these kind of strategic things that you do under the surface to prepare then for the marketing phase, where once you have all these pieces in place, you've got a well-defined customer, client, You've got a strategy that you're using. You've packaged it up as a system and an offer. And now we start to market that out to the marketplace, right? Doing what you love, right? Maybe you're great on video. Maybe you're great writing. Maybe you're a podcaster (laughs) and so on, right? Maybe you're a great podcast guest. You're an author. How do we basically take that method that you like to use to market yourself and use that now to promote your new system and offer? So that's kind of generally the four-part strategy that I would take somebody through to get them to that end point. You know, so
0: ultimately it's about really,
1: my goal is really you create a business that can make a lot of money, but it can also give you a lifestyle. It can give you a lot of impact and influence. It can give you fulfillment to allow you to use your gifts, talents, the things that you, the things you're passionate about, and ultimately allow you to leave a legacy behind so that your business can live beyond you and your impact can just ripple out across you know, time and space to lots and lots of people. So that's my vision for the way that I like to help people unlock their potential, become that leader that they always knew that they could be.
0: Yeah. So it sounds real great. And I, I just wanted to ask you about one thing because you mentioned pricing. And mm-hmm. um I think that um, it might be hard for many people, many people who are listening to us to actually when it comes to raising the price, yeah. uh, because uh, this is the moment where uh, we we need to realize that yes, I'm worth more than this, and mm-hmm. that uh, I can actually earn more per hour yeah. or course sold than I used to a couple of years ago, and this moment is is. Uh, uh, Tricky, yeah, uh, psychologically and also strategically, because you say mm-hmm. that, yeah, maybe we should address more affluent clients, but uh, there are less of them, right? So if I'm raising the price, mm-hmm. yeah. then I'm I'm narrowing down my niche, and of course, maybe I will have bigger. Uh, competition in the market so this is i think mo- many people are are dealing with um, with this issue so how would you how would you address uh, those issues
1: yeah i mean sometimes it is just it's a sometimes for a lot of people it's simply a mindset issue some people you would talk to and you'd say for what you're doing like you're w- really undercharging and it's just like charge more And you don't don't change anything. It's just that you're you're charging too little and you just have to shift your mindset and just say, I am worth it. And I'm going to now, you know, 10x my price or whatever it might be. And you'll throw it out there into the world and you'll see how it goes. Now, with that mindset shift, usually you have to wrap. There's a lot of emotional baggage around that. People have a lot of fear about raising their pricing. So there's self-image issues there that, that have to be worked through. But for some people, it really is just a mindset issue. However, for other people, you actually do have to become more valuable. It's not just about believing it like I'm worth more, but you're not going to offer more. For some people, it really is about being strategic and shifting what you do so that it is more valuable. Right. So what how do we when we think about value, what kind of things are more valuable? Well, the solution is bigger. If you can get a solution for a certain kind of person where there's a sense of urgency to them, they really want to get this fixed now. So there's a time element to it. So there's speed. So they're paying for speed and the the value of that result that you can get to them. If you can do that, it realistically makes you more valuable. If you can deliver your solution in a systematic way, that feels to them like it's, it's streamlined, it's clear, it's easy to understand, right? It's easy to do as much as possible, or at least it's clear on how to execute that, that plan, right? You're, that's very, very valuable. If you can provide people a really clear path to a result, that's very different than, let's say, working with somebody one-on-one, where that relationship could go on and meander around for years, and the person is still struggling, and they never really get the result, and there's no end point. It just goes on and on, right? So in that point, it really kind of serves the coach or the consultant really well. Because they're keeping this person as a client for a long time, but the person isn't getting the result. Whereas if you could design, let's say, a 90-day system, and it's like, hey, at the end of the 90 days, you're going to get this very specific result if you do what I tell you to do. That is extremely valuable. So systemizing your expertise and putting a framework on it and branding it properly, You create perceived value and you create actual value when you can deliver your your solution that way, right? So I think it's really, sometimes it's mindset, but sometimes it's strategy and it's systemization. (laughs) And those things packaged together, they allow you to create a very attractive offer for people that they can get very quickly. They understand it. They know what the price is. They know what the result is. And then they basically are left with the decision, is it worth $10,000? For me to lose 50 pounds in 90 days. And that's what, and so it's a very simple (laughs) equation $10,000. What will that mean in my life? If I spend $10,000, what will this mean to my relationship? What will this mean in my career? If I show up at the job 50 pounds lighter, I'll look so much better. People will look to me as a leader. They'll see the transformation that I made, I'll appear more self disciplined, like I have more self mastery it's going to convey authority and credibility whereas it wouldn't because I'm very overweight now and I'm I'm afraid of how I present myself right so what i'm saying is if you can have a high price and a big result people can easily weigh whether it's worth it to invest that money with you you know so that's those are some some simple things i would i would say in terms of increasing value for sure
0: yeah yeah and uh, th- th- just the things that you are saying right now i mean this is genius that we don't we don't sell the product itself and the service itself but the result right because i'm thinking immediately about my services i'm a communication coach and i'm tedx coach so i'm not selling you know you becoming a tedx speaker i'm selling like uh, your credibility your authority in an industry and how people will perceive you and uh, so when you are valuing showing the value and like selling the benefits of, of uh, your service and your product, then it becomes much more valuable in the eyes of our customers
1: as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And knowing how to define an end result too, you may be sitting on something that you're not realizing. Like maybe you could essentially say you could be standing on a TEDx stage in 90 days. I'm not saying that's realist, but I'm saying if there were a way for you to package that and, and that's your offer, And it may be that, okay, we might not be able to get you there in 90 days, but you'll I guarantee that you will be able to put out applications to at least 24 TEDx, you know, uh, events and your chances of getting booked on one of those are very high. But we'll continue to work together. Something like that. I mean, if you can get really, really clear so they can imagine the result in their mind, they can see it in their mind's eye very vividly that that can make a big big difference in what you offer for sure
0: yes yes definitely so i will i will follow your advice <laughs> and it is realistic sure, sure. i actually yesterday it's, i found yeah. out that one of my clients got booked for june and it is le- it is less than 90 days
1: yeah so. it can be done right <laughs> it can be done and it's just you know you don't have to necessarily guarantee that everybody's going to do it but if it's if it's something they can see in their mind yeah. And say, okay, ninety days from now, you know, by August or by September, let's say the time that we're talking is in May, by September, there's a good chance I could be standing on a TEDx stage. And what will that mean then from there? Now I'm forever known as a TEDx speaker. It gets it's gonna help me get booked on a lot of podcasts, get PR. All of what's that worth, right? And when you really start to stack up what that result would really mean across the board across every area of your life, the result becomes much more valuable, does it not would you would you agree
0: Yes, yes, definitely, yep. definitely it is yep. so um Rocky, thank you very much for all your tips and ideas. It was so valuable um if our listeners want to reach out to contact you to get to know more about uh, your platinum path program. Where can they find you?
1: Sure. The best place to reach me is at rockybuckley.com. So they can just go to my website and all of the information is there, as well as they can join my free Facebook group called the Power Persona Project, which is at PowerPersonaProject.com. So we've got a lot of great, great people in there, a lot of thought leaders, influencers, experts in there, lots of great content conversation. And again, it's totally free. So that's at PowerPersonaProject.com.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Thank you very much. We'll put those links under our episode. I'm joining the group after our conversation, definitely myself. All right. <laughs> so uh, thank you so much, Rocky, for being on Ideas and Leaders. It was such a pleasure talking to you and thank you for all of your tips.
1: Thank you, Elena. Really, really pleasure talking to you as well. Thanks for having me on.
0: Thank you for listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. Did you enjoy this episode? Let me know that you listen by tagging me in your LinkedIn profile and using a hashtag ideas and leaders. See you in the next episode.